You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Saturday night of Bookkeepers Bootcamp. Hope you're all all right. I'm here with Joe and Aletha. Hi, Aletha. How are you doing? Hello. I'm very nervous, but fine. Oh. Thank you. Oh, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for taking the time for us. Um, how How's your day been, Jo? Have you been had a good one? Yeah, it's been your, lovely. Your spooky trip? Yeah, been to been to the spookiest, most haunted village in Kent or England. I don't know, but it was uh, it was beautiful. There was me. I couldn't believe it, actually. Afterwards, I, when I stopped the live video, I kind of turned around and was like, yeah, I'm in the middle of a graveyard and I've got to walk back. And it kind of hit me that I've been standing there for half an hour. But it was fine. It was lovely. The sun was shining and uh, the daffs were out and the bluebells. Oh, I just, oh. I love, I love spring. It's like my favourite time of year. And uh, yeah, I was very grateful to get outside. But um, yeah, glad to be home now. And uh, while it's dark, <laughs> glad to yeah. be home. And I didn't know that the clock to go forward tonight. I was complaining yeah. on the video. So um, I always thought, it, yeah, I got confused. I didn't realise. So yeah, so um, I'm excited. Even though we do lose an hour, it's going to be cool because we get more longer days and I love those. Yeah, although my kids don't sleep. So I think my youngest was up oh, at like yeah. half five this morning. So at least it will be half six tomorrow. Yes, it will be. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Hi, everybody joining us. Thank you so much, um, everybody. You're all doing your hashtag lives. Everyone's saying, Aletha, you're going to be amazing. They're so excited you that you too. Yeah, don't be nervous. They are here to see you and they're all supporting you. And says so she loves your logo. Yeah, Aletha's backdrop is amazing. It looks really, really good. So, um, yeah, looking good. So, shall we get started? Yeah, where are you, Aletha? Is there like a sea seaside connection? So I'm in Bournemouth, which is Dorset. Oh yes, so of course. Okay. Yeah, you're a Dorset girl. Yes. I am. Yeah. yeah, I'm from Dorset. So, so uh, oh, that's uh, okay. Yeah. Whereabouts in Dorset? Swanage. Swanage oh, okay. as well. So me. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, that makes sense because I I know I've seen the sort of seaside theme before, and I thought I wonder where she is. But I think we might have had this conversation a long time yeah. ago. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Nice. Um, so, Laura's just said we were watching Ant and Deck. I don't know what's I. I don't know what's going on in the world. To be honest, I don't know what we're missing on Saturday night. But thanks everyone who's joined us. There is um, over 30, 30 of you here at the moment. So, um, I'm, I hope that you're in. You're enjoying this instead of Saturday night TV. Um, so we thought we'd have a chat with Aletha tonight because Aletha joined. Well. I know I don't I haven't seen the message you and Joe have had a conversation outside of I haven't been involved in it and um and we invited you on because you joined us on the six month success program about yeah six months ago it um, was the October I think it was the start of the October yeah launch. yeah and you but you've been running your business for quite a long time and often one of the questions we get a lot is is this is our program suitable for people who have been trading for a while or you know what if they're just starting up and it's always and actually we think it can fit in where you know whatever stage you're at there's going to be something that's going to be beneficial for you we've tried to design it so it's like a full program that covers all sorts all aspects of your business um but it would just be really cool to have a chat with you about how that's going and also just to learn about your business and how you've grown it because I think it's really helpful for people watching to see how other people do it because mm. that's one of the things I think has been so interesting this week, like seeing inside of Joe's business, hearing from Caroline, we all get to learn from each other. And that just adds, that just helps us all so much, doesn't it? Because we, well, who has, who has been saying about um, collaboration over competition? Like, let's all just learn from each other and, um, and see what we can take into our businesses. That's, that's one of the great things about this, isn't it? So how did you get started, Aletha? How did, how did you get into the bookkeeping world in the beginning? So, so obviously 10 years has been when I started up Clear Bookkeeping. Um, before that, I actually worked in the bank. So customer service representative. Um, basically, I sat down with people, went through their personal finances for credit cards, loans, which I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So I love the figures. I'm very nosy. So I love to find out all about where they spent their money. 
and I hated the sales side of it so dreaded you know we had sales targets you had to sit in a room and cold call which was like my worst nightmare so loved figures probably wanted to be an accountant early on um but I think I don't know where I heard about it but somewhere I picked up about the ICB and the bookkeepers and I knew I could do the studying without having to be signed off because I think with the accountants you have to be signed off for so many years um so yeah so it's probably I was Oh, I don't know, maybe about 18, 19, a couple of years in the bank and brought my first ICB big package, you know, with a um, training company. So bought that, left the bank and I picked up a job just down the road working in a call centre. Um, like just taking messages, it's a very straightforward job. I said I'm training to do my bookkeeping, so I wanted something flexible. And the bookkeeping company that I bought all my books off went into liquidation. So I had absolutely no support at all. So I had to do all of the training. I couldn't afford to then buy additional support because obviously it's expensive. It was, I don't know, a few thousand pounds, even it was probably like 13 plus years ago. So um, yeah, started up the bookkeeping. I think I did write some notes just so I can check my dates and things. But 2009, I think it was when I sat my first exam and my son was born later that year. So I had my son later that year in um, October. So I was still quite young. So I think I was about just 23, 22, going on 23 at that point. And the company, the call center that I worked with, because I'd told them I was doing this course and they were sort of like, you know, probably a little bit overqualified just to be sat there taking messages. But I said, this is what I want to be doing. And a position opened up in their accounts department. So you know, they asked, am I interested? I was like, yes, I'm learning on stage 50. So I can do entering invoices and I can do this and do that. And um, so that was my first taste of working in sort of an accounts department. So I had my son carried on studying whilst I was on maternity leave, um, went back to working at this messaging company and um, finished doing my exams. So I think it was um, 2010, 2011, I finished doing my exams. So I did more whilst I was quite young. Um, went straight out and set up my limited company all on my own. Probably made a few mistakes. I know I did actually, but I'm just I'm going to learn. Just going to go and get this done. Um, and that was it then. So I was like, right, I'm ready to go into this big wide world. I'm 24 years old. I've got no experience apart from you know a little bit in the accounts department of this big company entering a few invoices. So it's like, right, what am I going to do? Um, so I applied for every single job that was going that was maybe one day a week. So I scoured the Gumtree, indeed anywhere I could get my eyes on. And I was like, right, applied for every single job. And I was like, I am a self-employed bookkeeper. I don't want to be employed. And I picked up a couple of jobs that way. So that was my first few clients, got some experience. Um, so that was great. So I carried on working at this um, messaging company in the accounts department part time, picked up a couple of little jobs just to get my confidence up because, you know, I was quite young with no experience. So that was my first sort of thing. Um, eventually, probably not long after that, I left the accounts department I worked at for this um, call centre. And I was like, right, I really want to market, you know, my business. So. I did, I got an editorial in the local paper. So I did that, paid for a little advert and had my like half page done and did all of that. I had a load of postcards made and I looked through, I think we had like the yellow pages and it would list, you know, you could put in like your local area. So I targeted all of the houses in my area that I knew had business was registered to them. So I literally pasted like loads of cards through there. So that's like another thing I did. I've got an industrial estate down the road. So I pasted all my cards through all of their posts. I was like, I really like driven to get this done. And um, I wrote to loads of accountants. So I wrote letters. This is like 10 years ago. So online, you know, and accountants were probably like the, one of the last sort of, I think, places to maybe go online, weren't they? So, um, yeah, so I wrote to loads of accountants. I had multiple interviews. Um, I had two people offer me jobs um, and I had a couple of other accountants that outsourced some work to me. So wow. that was my first like taste of proper work. I'd say, you know, like actual client work. 
Yeah. Um, and they referred, even some of them just referred clients straight to me. So I managed to pick up quite a few clients um, just from them referring to me. So were, were the really... jobs were the jobs um, on site in people's offices or were, were you doing just the paper, were you doing the paperwork from home and it was a home-based business? So when I applied for the jobs initially, like my sort of couple of days a week or a day a week here, half a day there, they were mostly on site. Um, now, when I got into the accountant's offices, which was probably within about 12 months, I'd grew to sort of like full-time equivalent very quickly. So the accountant's offices were mostly from home. So they would actually just refer me the work. I'd go in, I'd collect everything was paperwork still at that point. I'd take everything away, you know, do it on my stage 50 with my own backups and everything. And then I'd take the folders back and probably working on about £15 an hour at that point, which actually I think back and I think I had no real experience. I was 24, 25, which is still, I think, quite young. And I was charging £15 an hour. And I'm like, actually, that's not that bad, like 10 years ago. That is that is pretty good because I think I was working for an accountant back then um, and I was out about 10 years ago and I was on 13 50 and I did have experience. So I think you were doing a really good job at that time to get that. <laughs> blagged, blagged it a little bit with a few things. But no, I was like, you know, I think when you, with all the ICB bookkeeping, they were like, you know, you need to be charging at least 20, 25 pounds an hour sort of back then, you know. So I felt I was marketing myself, you know, in the right sort of gap, you know, with not too much experience or no experience, but they didn't know that. Um, so, oh, I also went to a recruitment agency and I said, I am a self-employed bookkeeper. If you have any accountants that come to you that would be willing to outsource, I picked up an accountant through that. So the accountant paid them a fee. I, I don't know how much it was, but yes, they outsourced to me. That was all remote as well. So that was, you know, we're talking two, three days a week. So I would say quite a chunk of that first six years was probably... 50% on site, which I enjoyed at the time. So I like, you know, the social and then sort of 50% was spent, you know, remote working, which was fine for me. Um, and then I sort of got to the stage where I was like, no, I really want to be working solely from home. So, or, you know, not so I'm going, I didn't want to be time constrained, I suppose. That's the thing, isn't it? Going to offices and having to be there. So it still felt, although I wasn't an employee, um, I still felt that, it wasn't you know it wasn't quite how I wanted it to be um and actually interestingly I think about this point the um original company that I worked for phoned me and they were like our other accounts lady's gone off sick can you come in and help um and she actually went off long-term sick and unfortunately she actually passed away so I ended up stepping back into this sort of job and we just transformed the whole accounting system it was like it was really I really enjoyed that and then I left that probably two years ago. And I was like, right, no more on-site work, no more. So I've spent probably the past two years just rebuilding, picking up bits of work, like rebuilding to get sort of solely remote working, um, which I've achieved. So over those few years um, and just sort of organic growth website, I did lots of Google ads. so learned a lot google ads i refined it down you know your keywords that's really interesting yeah it's so, really um, interesting to hear um i was sorry i was just thinking about your like the jobs and how um I, so you were offered a couple of jobs you you found these you found this work where a lot of it was on site and probably today you would have been considered an employee when you're like going in yeah. to do that work for them on a regular basis um how you're quite um I think you were very brave when you were offered employment to go no this is this isn't what I'm looking for I'm re yeah. I'm, I want to be at home I, I'll, I'll come and do this stuff to get some experience but really my goal is to work from home around my rules and to be so young and to know that and be really clear on it is amazing and um and I think that we've all got to remember why we're doing this because it's really easy if something comes along if something comes along like I know a lot of bookkeepers are like looking for their next client or looking for their additional clients and if and when those 
opportunities come along that actually aren't really quite the opportunities that you really need uh it can still be really tempting to take them because you're like well I can't this is going to bring money in and in the short term that seems like the best option I've got but um it's just I don't know how did you go about that sort of goal setting how did you decide what you wanted your like work day to look like uh, what, I what had no back then I had no real sort of idea of what I wanted it to look like there wasn't it was a case of I've set up this business I need to get money coming in you know I had I've got horses and I had like a young son and I'm like I'm a spender like I like nice things so I was like I need money and it was a case of I needed just stuff coming in so I was proactive um you know I got offered to run a whole bookkeeping department I'm sat there thinking I'm not experienced enough to do this but and actually the the, the guy that offered this to me I, I know him now um he's multi-millionaire he's brought and sold lots of businesses so I was very glad I didn't go down that route because I think it would have been um, not, you know, not a good route to go down. But yeah, he's like, can you come and run my whole bookkeeping um, department? I was like, no. <laughs> but I think because I was confident in putting myself out there, you know, he was thinking this is the type of person I want, you know, to work with. But although I appeared confident, like I am not confident at all. If I'm in control of the situation, I'm okay. But um, just going back to school, um, my French teacher never heard me speak a word of French. And every every year, every you know, we get to parents' evening, he'd be like, "I don't know that your daughter's going to pass the exam. She won't speak." Like she, I ask her questions in class. I refuse to speak at school at all. If anyone asks me anything, I'd be like, "I don't, I don't know. Like I can't answer." Um, so yeah, the first time my French teacher heard me speak was when I did my French exam where I was too determined not to fail like I was going to speak French you know and he nearly fell off his chair because that's the first time he'd heard me speak so I've avoided all networking events like I will not do networking you won't catch me doing videos taking pictures and all that sort of side of it I'm very very um I'm very shy and I hate speaking out so this this for me is even like a massive thing Wow. How far you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone today. And um, at the end of our, well, tomorrow's the end, but at the coming to the end of our confidence boot camp, you are showing everyone that, you know, how, how far you have, you've come in confidence. Now, it doesn't mean you want to go and do videos or anything like that. But even I so, I know, <laughs> no, I know. But what you have done really well is, is figured out how you can still be visible without being visible on screen or talking. So things like Google ads is something that we, I've never, um, I've never tried or anything. And that's something that maybe we could look into a bit more Zoe and things like that, because that's a, that's something that I've, I, you know, Google my business, I've done things like that, but not, you know, that, that, so that you have found a route, you've been really resourceful to find these routes, the postcards and the, you know, and, and going to a recruitment firm and getting them to send you an accountant that you've done such an amazing way. And it just shows how, how, uh, how resourceful you are. Everyone is saying like, you're doing absolutely amazing tonight <laughs> and you would never wow. not know that you weren't confident and comfortable with it. So, so congratulations. So, okay. So you had that and that was the, like, the, like kind of the last two years you've been, you were building your business up organically. You decided you kind of wanted to work from home and then so okay so it sounds to everyone that you were doing really well oh so yeah, why, I was. yeah i was but but the thing that happened was i grew very quickly quite early on and i am like amazing at procrastination like that is my thing and i work very well to a deadline so what would be happening is you know we've got most of my companies, my sort of target industry, where I think I started out with the um, working in companies, you know, applying for these jobs, quite a lot of those were limited companies looking for someone like half a day a week or a day a week. So my sort of um, niche as such became these like limited companies that needed their back returns done. But they, you know, they didn't need someone in their offices, you know, five days a week or three days a week. Um, so it was these sort of limited companies grew very, very quickly. And 
with the deadlines and the procrastination, I would work very, very hard. I probably had too much, too much going on and I was learning. So you, you know what it's like when you step into this world for the first time and you've got no finance experience at all. I would be spending like 50% of my time researching what I was supposed to be doing and then 50% of it doing, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing to get those back returns done. So I was very conscientious that I needed to, to know what I was doing. Um, so for that whole period, I spent all this time learning, doing the jobs, getting to my deadlines, doing all nighters because, you know, I I'd panic, you know, do I really know what I'm doing? Um, get to that deadline. And then I'd go like, oh my God, okay, I've done that. I need to rest. You know, I did, a, did do a few all nighters my own fault um and then I'd you know oh, okay I've done that and then I'd get back into the swing of it and then think right what have I got my next quarter and then I'd have all these other bits to do and it just felt chaotic um constantly firefighting um you know I think that's a lot of things that lots of bookkeepers I think struggle with it's just dealing with you know, if something pops up, it's like, oh, I'll deal with that. That's easy. I can get on with that. Um, and I'll leave the sort of, you know, the deadline stuff. I'm, like I said, very good with the deadline work. So when I know I've got a back return to file, it'll be filed on time. But, you know, it, it's always on that deadline. And, you know, I just got to the point where I was like, I can't keep doing this anymore. You know, I'm working. I live in my office. I love my office, which is in my home. Um, I spent a long time, you know, getting it how I like it. And, they call it my man cave um and I think we brought a sofa I brought a sofa about a year ago particularly uncomfortable sofa but it looks nice and I think I've sat on this sofa about five times so that is like how much I live in my man cave and it's just well woman cave whatever you want to call it um it's just like it's just too much I just had enough I didn't like this chaotic feeling overwhelmed you know, I think lots of people probably feel it. And I just yeah. was watching your book boot camp. And I had that question at the time. I was like, you know, I, I was feeling that the people looking at the course might have been maybe sort of the startups. And I think I asked the question, I was like, do you have any people on the course that are existing, you know, bookkeepers? Um, and I think your answer was yes, we have a few. Because I was concerned. I was thinking, you know, is this course right for me? I've been doing it for 10 years. I, I know what I'm doing. I think I know what I'm doing. Um, you know, do I need this? And I'm so glad that I like did do that because I mean, it's, it's done loads for me. So, okay. So describe to me. So you were, you seemed like you was going between burnout in like with every, with every deadline. So you'd be yeah. working really hard and then you'd hit burnout and then you'd be in like all this activity and then burnout again, basically. So that yeah. was obviously not good for you or your health or your family life. And then was you struggling with, was was the money, like was you, was you earning really good money then or was it still not feeling like it was worth all the effort you were putting in? How was that feeling? So I was earning enough, probably not enough for my like shopping addictions and, you know, <laughs> that side of it never ever it's always I could never earn enough money I think for what I'd like to buy I am a full-on you know shopper holic and like mm. the nice things so um you know I was earning you know somewhere between two and three and a half thousand every month maybe it vary you know up and down depending on what I was doing which you know that's a, an okay sum I suppose isn't it my overheads weren't horrific um I've generally had someone that I've sort of done a little bit about sourcing work with just to sort of help me a little bit along the the way um but yeah so okay so what was the thing that made you um well when you listened to boot camp before some what was you thinking why did you think what was the thing that you wanted the course to solve for you what was the what was the problem you had right. that you thought I would need this sorted so Again, it's this, this overwhelm, the firefighting. I was like, I need to get my systems in place. I need to know what I'm doing. It's the systems and systemizing and getting everything. I needed to be on, need to feel I was on top of everything. And I'm very good if it's someone else and it's a client and they need a system sorting, I can go, right, I'm gonna do this, this, this. 
when it's me and it's my stuff, I um, I think I said to people, I have like this rabbit hole syndrome where I'll see something and I will just dive off onto that rabbit hole and that's it, I'm gone. So I don't have this ability to like look at my work and, you know, overview it how I should. I can do it for other people, but I can't seem to do it for myself. Um, so that was the thing I wanted to sort of get to grips with. It's like I needed to grow. I needed more money. Um, I'm overwhelmed. Like it's stressing me out. I don't really know what I'm, I know what I'm doing, but I don't really know how to progress. Like, I don't really know, like, what do I tackle first? Like how, like, I mean, I wrote down, I think this is probably just after I started the, the course. So I was like, I need to get my brain out. And I think I listed what I could think of the top of my head. And I had 80 items, 80 lines. And I was like, this is just in my head. I was like, I can't, can't do this. Um, so yeah, it was just a massive, and obviously I was watching the course build up and then I get FOMO as well. I'm a massive sort of like, oh my God, I'm going to miss out. So, and I literally signed up. I think it was on whatever you're, it was probably like 11 PM on your deadline or something. Um, and it was, if you signed up by this point, I think I got a strategy session with either one of you. And yeah, so that was it. I was like overwhelmed, trust strategy session, didn't want to miss out. And that was me sort of signed up. Excellent. And we're so glad you did. You're <laughs> I'm so, glad. So, so amazing to work with. Okay. So, so I remember, I remember we did your strategy session. I remember that. And I remember you, I remember you telling me about the list. <laughs> I remember you telling me about this huge list and even I was thinking, God, I feel overwhelmed thinking about all these yeah. things you've got to do. Um, so what did what did you start off with with the course? Did you work it through from the beginning? Did you do module one to, you know, all the way through or did you no. go off in so, this? No. Again, I am a um, my personality type is just I've got to get in and get everything. So <laughs> I spent as soon as I signed up. I was like, I binge watched the whole thing probably twice. Wow. I was just like, right, when I'm sat working, if I'm doing some, you know, data entry, I'm listening to it. Um, if I'm making a cup of tea, I'm listening. So I got a real feel wow. for the whole course. So I'd gone through the whole, I didn't do any of the, um, there's loads of workbooks and things which are amazing. I didn't do any of those initially. I just wanted to get a feel. And of course, then I was like, right, well, where do I start? And I think now mm -hmm. you've got a quiz you which you know you can be like well and I was that was one of my questions and I was like where do I even start like what and they were like start at module one and I was like oh okay well yeah we'll go back to module one and start there and um, I think the most important thing I did at that which I didn't realize at the time but you say to take a snapshot and looking back now that was the most important thing I did because looking but I've I've not really felt that I've actually achieved much until I've looked back and I've gone oh yeah I have I have I'm not there like I still feel I still feel a muddle like but I'm getting there like there is so many things I have achieved so that snapshot for me I wrote it in my notepad which I've got here I did another one I think about six weeks later just to see where I was and then I didn't do it for a little while. And I've done like a couple recently. Um, so I would definitely suggest, I do it monthly actually, anyone that's doing this, because the snapshot goes through like, you know, what are you earning? How many clients have you got? How many um, Facebook, um, you know, friends have you got? How many LinkedIn, you know, it's like everything. And even I suppose if you've got those goals at the beginning, so when you know what you want to, you know, how you're feeling, just even write down those, how you're feeling, what your goals are, everything in this snapshot, and then just review it every month. How are you feeling? How many friends have you got? How many extra LinkedIn? Because it, I think it just makes you so aware of what you're achieving. So even if you don't think you're achieving anything, you can look at this and go, yes, I am. I am doing something. Yeah, because I think after Caroline did her, um, her session the other day you messaged me and you were like oh my goodness she was amazing why yeah, is anyone going to want to listen to me <laughs> and then but then you, but then you did the snapshot I did I had to like I have to um I don't know what you call it but I had to sort of reassure myself that I have achieved something like I I am achieving I had to go back and just 
you know, because I just feel I always compare myself to other people and I always feel that everyone's doing like, oh, they seem to have all their stuff together, you know, like they seem so organized, you know. And I always feel like I'm not, but actually I might not be as organized as some. I might go down my rabbit holes, but I'm still achieving like things. So, and I think that was the thing. And I also think that I'm not very likable because I'm, I can sit there very quietly and I might look miserable, but it's just because I'm shy and I think, oh, I'm not as likable as some of these other people or I'm not helpful. But that's, again, that's me being shy and I don't like to post things and, you know, I just think, well, no one's going to want my point of view or my knowledge. So, yeah, I also sort of get that sort of feeling that, you know, everyone thinks I'm miserable. I'm not. I'm not miserable. But <laughs> I'm more than happy to help people. You know, if anyone ever wants any help, you know, I'm always more than happy to help people. So. I don't think anyone thinks you're miserable. <laughs> oh, I really do. Isn't I'm it- sure. It's amazing the stuff we tell ourselves, isn't it? The like the things that we decide about ourselves, or they must. Everyone must think that. Um, it's really interesting. I've never. It's never even crossed my mind if that helps. Um, and you know, everyone's saying how likable you're coming across on here and how inspiring you are to them. So please don't worry about that. And um, lots of people are loving the idea of doing a snapshot. Um, and I, I, yeah, absolutely recommend that. Look at where you are now. Joe and I do this on things like. We, you were mentioning like LinkedIn connections and stuff like that. When we started this business, we were like, it, actually, it's really important to grow our networks right now. And and we check this stuff like we, we do this. So we're not we're not just saying go and do this thing. We actually we make sure we do it. Um, and yeah. it is important to keep an eye on it because you do you, you don't know. Um, you don't know what's changing in your business unless you can actually measure it. You just kind of forget, really. Um, yeah. Well, so what was that? So what? what's one of the things that you've worked on from the course like what has really hit home to you and and helped you is there some like one module that has you spent a lot of time on I've done a lot um and I've sort of so I had my existing client base I have quite a small client base um but they're larger you know larger companies mostly limited I have sort of some sole traders self-assessments and a few other bits of you know, ad hoc bits that I pick up from time to time. Um, but as I said, I did pretty much the whole thing, consumed everything. And then I just sort of went back to which bits do I work on? I just picked on bits and pieces, really. Um, so I've done loads and I've had, I've actually Gemma, who is my VA, who is an obviously yours. She's just been the most amazing help for me. She's just like... I am useless at, I won't post anything until it's perfect and it's never perfect. So it never gets posted. So I went in and outsourced, you know, lots of the marketing and branding. So the branding like thing for me, so your marketing and branding, that was a big thing. I've rebranded my whole website. I've rebranded my everything. Um, I've had a photo shoot. Okay. So I've had photo shoots so on my website are pictures, which I can't look at them. And I had to make, <laughs> I've got my fellow bookkeeper, I think Louise, who's watching or listening, even though she told me she probably wasn't going to because she had other more important things to do. But I think she's here. So I made her and Gemma pick their favourite pictures um, to use. And I can't even look at them because I, I just hate stuff like that. So I was like, I can't, someone else has to pick the pictures. Um, so yeah, I rebranded my website, had this photo shoot. Um, I've got my social media going thanks to, to Gemma so I have an Instagram I never even had Instagram um my LinkedIn is all up and running um I have my Facebook page and again this is all about the sort of outsourcing so although I've, I've read and consumed all of that marketing and you know that branding side which is amazing I didn't even know about colors and all this sort of thing and I still Gemma probably gets frustrated with me because I still struggle with some things but I had to outsource that. I was too busy. It's one of those things. I'm a perfectionist with stuff like that. It just wouldn't get done. So do outsource things. If you are a perfectionist and you, you don't, you know, if it's not going to get done, get someone else to do it. I mean, Gemma's been amazing. She's posting. I have Instagram. I do follow and I try and like and comment and I go in and add my own posts as well. When I feel comfortable to do so, it's probably about my horse or my dog or something like that. Um, but, you know, it's just that personal touch. And, you know, so I am there and I am commenting and it is me. 
but I have content going on on a regular basis. So that area I loved. I loved like the, the first bit. So you've got your, um, the, the visualization, the goal and the, like the snapshot, I think is all that sort of first module. I probably can't remember all of them. It's all brilliant. Um, so many different modules. Um, yeah, uh, it's really interesting what you said about like outsourcing the thing if you're procrastinating on it it's probably because this isn't the area where you are this is this isn't your thing and that's okay and we, you know there's a there's a reason you're stuck it it is probably not your thing it might be that you need some help with something uh, or you know there's some learning that needs to happen but it this sort of stuff you know there are a lot of people in the group who will say, I'm not creative in any way. I don't know how to do this. And this really does stop people. Like all of the branding, the social media stuff holds a lot of people back. And they're like, well, I can't do anything because I haven't got a website up or I haven't got, which we know isn't true because Joe hasn't got a website. So you don't need a website. But, um, but there, you know, you need to do something. Um, but if you can find somebody who can do it for you and just take that off your plate and then you're, you don't have to worry about that anymore, that's gone. So, um, it's really amazing the power of what you can do if you just get, you identify that this is a sticky point and find the right person to do it. Um, yeah, I'm really pleased that you've been able to do that. We love Gemma just to give Gemma mm. some love. Gemma is amazing. Yeah. So, um, I just had to check on your website and your photo looks amazing on there. Gosh, so you look so great. So, but it's you know it's it's important like the the personal touch is important and and um I think it was Carl who Carl Reader was saying that everyone has a there's something about you that is the special or makes you different and if you can talk about your dog on your horse that is going to connect with people and that's all that you need to do if you can just do that like you, everything else can be automated or outsourced or you know that you are bringing the personal touch by doing that so that's all it needs to be and then you can focus on the other stuff that you need to be doing um yeah cool I, someone else Nikki's saying here that's why I've, I've I've outsourced my social media I didn't know what to do and I'm not creative I'm sure that we all are a bit creative but um there's no you know if you can charge more also like think of your time if you can charge more by doing some bookkeeping for someone than spending a whole day on social media because you don't know where to start you're going to be better off doing the doing the bookkeeping part and earning some money so if there's a, a difference there it's definitely something to outsource um, I'm loving your website loving it it's so good and I know I saw I, I saw it beforehand because we had a chat about it and um and I know how much it's improved. It's it's amazing. So that is a huge, big win. Um, the other thing I think you got really up to date was your clients. You got the work oh, wow. really up to date. Yes. So um, I think you've mentioned, you've posted in the group about your um, original, you know, your 15 years ago, you know, and it was just a case of, I'm just going to get this bank reconciled. And that's all, you know, that sort of um so my sort of services were very much geared towards the VAT return deadlines, you know, probably a few extra checks than just the bank reconciliation, but it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't offering my clients any value. So um, one of the sort of first things um, I've looked at and what's happening is at the moment is I've not expanded. Okay, so I'll, I will share some, some details with you. I've not expanded my client base at all. I've purely looked at what I've got and what I can increase. Where can I add value? Who can I add value to? Um, I need to get all these up to date. So my services have changed hugely. And I think this is from listening to sort of Joe and how she does things. I've, I've pinched loads of your ideas, Joe. So, um, you know, my whole service is changing. So we're going on to, especially with these bigger clients, um, weekly. So everything's going to be done weekly. So, you know, I think Joe did this. Um, they're going to have a weekly email with how many items are, are left outstanding. Um, you know, I use Dext um, and Zero. I'm solely Zero now as well, which is is amazing because all of my clients are in one place. Love that. And um, so yeah, so I reviewed all of these clients and just sort of seeing where we are. Where can I add value? So I'm going to add value by I'm changing my whole processes. You know, I'm investing in additional softwares and things, and so everything's going to change with these clients and um so straight away I think with that first month I actually went out and upgraded one of my clients so they were on a quarterly bookkeeping just for that 
and I am now their accounts department. So what did I actually add? I added an email address, so I have access you know, to the emails. So all of the invoices come via this email address. I monitor their suppliers, so keep an eye on what balance is, and I make their payments. So, and it's done more regularly. So I'm not actually doing a huge amount more, but the value to them is huge because, you know, he now doesn't have to do any of these payments. I mean, he would be spending, you know, half a day doing all these payments and he doesn't have to do that. I can do it much quicker because I set up all the templates correctly and he didn't know what he was doing. So he doesn't know that it takes me like an hour. Um, but as far as he's concerned, it's saving him plenty of time. So I was like, right, I'm going to add loads of value to this. I'm going to keep an eye on everything for you. You know, you're going to get weekly updates. I'm going to liaise with your, um, he's got an office manager who I li liaise with her quite a lot because um, she knows what's going on in the business. Again, probably more than he does. Um, and so straight away, I think I tripled his fee. So, you know, he was straight up to just short of a thousand pounds every month. And okay, I'm doing a few extra hours, but actually, you know, I'm actually getting my value, I think, out of this rather than, you know, what was happening before everything's up to date. Um, so I'm sort of going through this process for all of my clients and I've been having conversations with them. So I'm letting them know that things are changing. I'm going to be offering all of these great new services. You're going to get weekly emails from me. You're going to get this and oh, I'm doing an accounts department service for this client and they're loving it. So I'm like planting these seeds with my clients about how amazing my new services are going to be and how everyone else is loving it so that they know when I reprice them that it's going to be quite a chunk more expensive um, but they're going to get so much more value so I'm just you know planting those seeds having those conversations you know I feel I'm going to add loads of value to you um, you know these are the services that I'm offering you know is that something you think you'd want to sit down and have a chat about and you know and they're like, yes, yes, definitely. I'm like, do you know what's going on in your business at the moment? And they're like, no, no. So they don't know. Um, and I'm just, you know, this is the process I'm going through. I'm I'm probably, I haven't even done 50% of my clients. So shall I share some of the like figures and stuff? Are you interested? If you want to, Aletha, we would absolutely love you to. I know everyone will be so, like, yes, please. So when I first started, this does not include my self-assessments or my sole traders or my ad hoc work, which this is my who I invoice every month and I do my quarterly back. So this is like my core clients, but it's not everything. So looking at my snapshot on the 4th of October, which is when I did my snapshot just after we started, my monthly, again, just my core was 2,240. So that was for nine clients, okay? And that worked out an average fee of 249 per customer, per client. My connection, so I did my connections as well. <laughs> so Facebook personal, I had no one on my Facebook business page, although my Facebook business page, I had been there for years, I had no one on it. So I had a Facebook business page, but I refused to share it because I was like, I can't. So it being sat there for all this time, I had 24 LinkedIn connections. And I think I set this up when I first started. So this is how like bad the whole situation was. I had 65, 165, including my Facebook friends, 165 connections. That's how I'm very closed. And I don't like to like add people. I won't add anyone. I'm very, I've started to now. I never used to. I wouldn't add someone unless they like added me first. I don't know why. I've got to say, though, you know, to build up a business turning over £2,000 regularly <laughs> with, like, hardly any connections, pretty good going. So, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> on the back that was my starting point. And it, like I said, I I had just been doing a load of admin work, so I did have other bits of income and things coming in, but this is my core area. So, on the 19th of November, so, like, eaten up the course, you know, just, like, processing so much of it and I was like right okay gonna you know this is that first sort of client that I did and interestingly to so say through lockdown one of my other clients this is a thing about when you've got directors and they're quite often setting up additional businesses and bits and pieces so one of my existing directors had actually restarted up one of his companies he'd closed he'd sold it basically and then he started trading 
a new company through this limited company. So I had some extra income coming in from that. So by the 19th of November, I'd increased my income to buy 690 pounds in that like month. So 690 every month more. So I was already up to 2,900. So just in those six weeks, I was like, okay. Um, so that was 10 clients at that point. So my average fee had gone up to 290. Okay. So then this is like the big bit. So this is currently now. So I've gone in, right. So on the Q and A, so you do Q and A's twice a month. People, like, people must, I just sit and listen quite often, but I had this scenario come up and I was like, right. So one of my directors, he's got two companies and he was staffing up two others. And I'm repricing him for this accounts department service, you know, finance director, like full on. He he needs he needed controlling. He he needs to know what he can spend and what he can't spend. He very much needed like someone to say, you know, you can't do this, or yes, you can. Um, and I already had this block in my mind thinking I can't charge him more than like six, seven. I have this block, I think. If I'm going to charge someone more than six, seven hundred pounds a month, why don't they just go and employ someone? Like I just have this this like ceiling limit. And I messaged Joe and I was like, I don't know what to do with this because it's like four companies and I know it's going to be expensive. And I knew, I just knew that I would just cut cut it off at like, I don't know, six hundred or something. I just wouldn't do any more than that. Um so I was like, can we run it through on the Q&A? So Joe's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I mocked up my little spreadsheet, worked out how many transactions and, you know, did a whole scenario. And we worked it through on the Q&A. And we got an idea that um, I think one of them was about 600. Another was about 850. And like the other startup was maybe like 350. And like the other smaller one was like 100. So we worked through it all together. Hopefully everyone found that interesting, but I was so pleased we did. So I think it was it Christy that did it on her Go proposal. So she actually yeah. had Christy like, did it. She was amazing. Figures. She was yeah. like, give me the give me the figures. So like we went through that and I was like, right, okay, I know I need to be charging at least. I can't like I can't quote him any less than this. So I went and had that conversation with the client and I actually increased one of those charges by extra because when I was chatting to him, I was like, oh, no, this is definitely going to be more complicated. So that was a conversation. He signed up like I mean, he was already with me anyway. I knew he would because I planted these seeds again. You know, I'd had the conversations. I chatted with him multiple times and, you know, told him how great this is going to be. And I have weekly meetings with him at the moment to try and you know, get him on track. Um, so by the end of, well, the 27th, what's well, a day. So this month, I have taken just on these regular monthly ones, 4,500. So that is just on these ones. That's amazing. So I've spent all of that, obviously, like Gemma and <laughs> you know, like that's spent and done. But this is, you know, I've invested that and this is yeah. time, you know, this is going to be every month. So, um, yeah. So, so how many that. clients is that? How many clients is that now? That was 12. So that's, that's, 12. So that's this one director that had added extra companies. So this is no new inquiries coming in. This is just my existing list. So 12 clients. Yeah. So my average fee has gone up to 375 per client. That is amazing that is amazing because my average fee um I was aiming for 360 but I was around 345 for a while I haven't I, I need to look and see I don't know what it is but I know I'm I'm around the 360 and I know how hard I've had to work to get that there so to get to 375 you oh. are doing amazing gonna be that a lot amazing so I've Ooh. then done, so my little target, oh, and my connections, right? So bearing in mind, so back at the beginning, it was 165 connections. I've now in total got 534 connections. So that's in six months. So, and LinkedIn actually, interestingly, is that I've only focused on that the past like three, four weeks. And obviously Gemma's got all of my Instagram followers. I haven't done any of that by about two of them. So um, she's done that. Um, but yeah, it's it's growing, and I'm going to try and focus on on growing that. Um, and I've shared, 
you know, on my personal Facebook page, like not being quite brave enough to share my business profile, but I have shared like my pictures of my, my beautiful screens. I think oh, you can see them in my Instagram. I've got beautiful um, desktop set. I just love looking at that logo, whichever side it is. And um, that's on my computer screensaver. So for next month, Some, I've had- Sorry, oh, go on, sorry. go on. So, so no, next, no, it's okay, carry on. <laughs> next month, so my plan, so April, May. So bearing in mind, I've done one, I'm sorry, I'm looking at, I've got a spreadsheet here because I will never remember these figures I've had. One, two, three, three, that's three clients. Okay, three directors, three companies, and I've increased by, I've doubled my income on three clients. So I've got, I've still got like, six or seven other clients to go through I haven't even haven't even done them yet I've planted my seeds with a couple of them and they are looking to upgrade to like the account I can't call it accounts department finance director but it's just giving them more regular work so it's more regular and basically we're just going to chat about you know how they're doing me you know maybe set some KPIs and just sort of monitor a few things I'm not I'm not doing any more I might be monitoring maybe their suppliers I'm not doing a huge amount more but I'm adding so much more value to them okay. I love I love that you've built you've grown your business but without growing your business mm. so you you've got more more money and more average spend per client but you haven't gone and grown because those those extra directors you already have they've just taken on different businesses it's ma mental it's mad it's yeah. amazing yeah so next month so april and may once i've had these conversations i've had a rough like idea of i know roughly where i think their prices are going to be i will run them through go proposal um but i think my target for april may is going to be six and a half thousand a month and that is achievable that's me being very conservative but and even if I lost one or two, which I actually don't think I will, I don't think I will, um, you know, still going to be so 6,014 companies that I'll be at that point, because I know I've got another one that's COVID, I let them have the time off, and they're just relaunching. So they're back on site, but 14 companies, six and a half thousand, that's an average fee of 460 that's amazing and we're starting and you were starting from you were starting from 2040 pounds is that what you said back in 2200 yeah 2200 i'm only sharing my core i don't want to share yeah that sure no that's cool i thought it's really and useful for people to know what do you know what you're talking about an extra four grand a month hmm. or you know right now an extra two grand a month that's 24 yeah. grand a year you can't sniff at that Four grand a month. What are you going to buy, Aletha? <laughs> that's oh, the first Okay, so I did buy another horse last year. The other half doesn't know. So yeah, that. Okay, so a lot of money is going there. <laughs> that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Let's hope he doesn't watch it. Oh, Let's hope won't. he doesn't watch it. We're, we're not no, friends on Facebook either for that reason. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you can't see the pictures of your horse. That is brilliant. Yeah. I've that see, this is why we're all so individual because you know, like other people might, you know, pay off some debt or have a new car. <laughs> You're like, I bought a secret horse. <laughs> That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Anne says, how do you hide a horse? <laughs> oh, the stories I've had to come out with. My son knows. My son knows. <laughs> the stories have been hilarious. Where have you been? Why have you taken so long? <laughs> well. But the, anyway. the, the thing is, though, right, um, this is, you, you said a few times, you know, this is all from the existing people. I'm already working with them. Almost like you're... Um, I, I don't know, saying you haven't worked hard to make this happen, but you have, you've, you've built the confidence to like, I really love how you've been planting the seed. My services are going to change. You've now got an awareness of what your services might be able to look like. And so you're able to start saying, Hey, what do you think if I started to offer this kind of thing? Would, is that the kind of thing you'd be interested with? And then you, you keep revisiting that. And then when you go to them and you're like, look, 
I can do this for you now. This is what it's going to look like. Let me quote it for you. You've been able to do that and you've been able to confidently go in like after that, that Q&A session when you, because you had your spreadsheet with what you thought the pricing might be. And yeah. it was, I remember, because I was like, well, I think it's probably about this. And then everyone was like, like, let's look at Go Proposal. And it was really interesting to see how, what the prices came out like, but you had the confidence to go and have that conversation. And because you believed in yourself delivering that message, he said yes. So you've you've you have created like this wouldn't have happened without you building the confidence to be able to go in there and do that. So you have worked hard for this, and um, um, yeah, it's so really impressive. So much. It's even like so. My systems are getting there. Um, so this is an interesting thing. So I've been trying to get my CRM up to date, um, and I've been I'm going with Center and poor poor Gemma. She knows this been trying to go with center I've sorted out my my weekly checklist and my monthly checklist and but because I have all these clients that they're probably a little bit bigger than the average um I suppose bookkeeper they're all limited like I say they've probably got a couple of staff in there um reasonable size turnover so they are a little bit bigger than maybe some of the the smaller clients um I've completely lost what I was going to say remind me again (laughs) <laughs> you were talking about systems you were talking about how Gemma oh, has been helping yeah. you with center so, so like brain think of something else so center and um being so determined that I'm going to get this set up but what I realized is that all of my clients are a little bit bespoke and I've got all these little extra things I do just an extra check here or a little bit there you know just bespoke and I've struggled to get it into center I've had this I've been sitting on it for weeks now and I've just gone, why am I doing this? So I've gone into Pixie. I got Gemma to have a look at it on Friday. Like, what do you think? She said, yeah, it took me like 15 minutes to set up one of my, my workflows. Anyway, so I've added all my clients today. I've set up loads of my processes and I've just got on and done it. So like I now have a CRM, which is almost ready to go, but I was procrastinating and I wanted this center. Again, I wanted everything to be perfect and Sometimes it's just not, and you can't get things, you know, to be perfect. So, yes, I've gone with Pixie now. So I'm now, you know, a Pixie girl. Off with Pixies and getting my CRM set up with with them. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that. And the thing is, sometimes we just have to do it, don't we? We just have to oh. knuckle down and do it. We've been asked a few times, how many hours do you work a week, Alisa? Too many. Okay, so I procrastinate. Um, I have, so Louise, who works with me, she does do a few hours, so I outsource to her, um, I don't know if she'll mind me saying how many hours, but um, probably maybe 10 hours a month or something like that, depending on what we've got going on, um, so she supports me, Gemma has massively, but again, Gemma is mainly doing my like social media, um, she helps with my systems. So it's all the stuff I don't really have time or I'm not great at doing. So I could, I probably tell you, I work like 60 hours, 70 hours a week. I sit at my desk. Do I actually work all of those hours? No. Um, I, it would be the equivalent of full time. If I sat and got on with my work, you know, and didn't look at Facebook or my WhatsApps or my emails, I would I would suggest that if you had someone that was you know efficient and one of those people that actually do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it my client base could quite comfortably be done full-time by one person easily because once all the systems are in place it could be done definitely full-time with one person but I'm just not like that you know I have horse and horses child and other bits and pieces so you know I love the fact you've you've uh, got yourself to say I have a horse and you you even told a fib then to us because we know it's horses but you you're so used to saying it that you didn't say um I think you need to have a bit next thing we need to work on with you is your negative self-talk about how you talk Mm. about yourself yeah because that's gonna I think that'll break through some new barriers there because you do say well if if you was someone that wasn't me then you would do it much better than me and <laughs> yeah and but your clients love you and and what you give them and everything i mean i um i i know how how much you work and how hard you work 
And um, I think you should be extremely proud of yourself. And we are so grateful that you have shared your story with us this evening. Um, and it shows that it, it doesn't matter how long you've been in business, that we can always do with some help and some guidance, a bit of improvement and nudge in the right direction. Um, and to realise it's OK to ask for help and it's OK to not have all the answers. Um, and what if you to talk about so obviously you've been lovely and spoken about the program and obviously you spoke about the Q&A and how we all get together how have you found the like the accountability side of the program so you have to do the office hour you have to do the Q&A that's been a big thing for me is when you're listening to other people um and what they've achieved even if it's just like passing comments you know that or they're asking questions you're thinking like oh god they're doing that they're getting their CRM set up or you know or they've already got that set up so it's that constant thing of like oh they've done that and you're thinking oh I want to do that and if they've already done it so it's for me that's sort of like accountability in a way that I'm hearing other people doing things and I'm thinking I want to get that done too um so yeah there is lots of obviously sharing that goes on in the office hour and I think we have a variety of things and what we were doing a few weeks ago was telling people what we've achieved and what our goals were and of course or what you want to achieve the next week when you say it it can't you kind of think like okay I actually need to do that now because I've, I've said it so there is and the whole group's been amazing I know that there's loads of um you know I think people do sort of buddy up and I know there's an accountability group to make sure you're staying on track with you know where you're on the course but there's definitely so much support um within the group and I definitely being someone <laughs> I can see Louise just said she's going to review her fees yeah she's going to charge me more now I know she's going to do that <laughs> you shouldn't have watched this Louise <laughs> I knew it um so yeah my fees are gonna my charges Louise's charges are gonna go up so I'll be broke um but yeah definitely do the Q&A and those office hours because even if you're not talking even if you're just listening it just makes you aware of what other people are doing um and I think that that is accountability in a way isn't it because you're you're just hearing and logging and I'm always thinking oh my god they've done this or they've done that why haven't I had why haven't I done it yet Although you don't want to let that FOMO drive everything because um, otherwise <laughs> we can get we can get distracted as well and end up doing things where we don't really it isn't actually the urgent thing for us. So um, it isn't yeah. going to actually make a difference. It's just like avoiding the real thing that we should be focusing on. But um, it, I think it's so helpful to be able to learn from other people. One of the, I think what the great thing is just having other other brains there who have explored different things and like you'll have people who are really techie there'll be other people who are really creative people who know all the like non-finance like Caroline knows all the systems that aren't the standard accountancy things like you've got people who come in and say hey have you actually thought about doing it like this and we've all got different passions and that just having that kind of melting pot of ideas is really helpful um yeah absolutely I think yeah try not to get the try not to have the shiny thing um yeah, I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Sorry. Doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, well, Aletha, I think everybody in the room, everybody listening today will thank you immensely for sharing and so honestly and openly and um, for being so, look, I'm, I know you, you tell us that you're shy, but you've come across extremely well, extremely knowledgeable. And um, yeah, everyone has said, wow, it's it's absolutely fantastic. So, Alisa, be really proud of yourself um, because, yeah, you have you've done you've done you've done yourself proud, and and okay. your son That's welling up now. No, oh bless you, darling, bless you. But honestly, you really have. You would have really helped. There'll be people listening now, thinking that you know they would have heard something that's resonated with them that they thought that they were in the same position and you would have helped them think I can do that then if she's managed to do this I can do that and um and they people saying we've never thought you were shy because you, you don't come across like that so I think maybe there's there's some NLP techniques that maybe Zoe can help you with to start rewording <laughs> how how you how you say you are because sometimes I don't yeah I think we we give us ourselves these labels and um 
and they're not true because honestly you've been you've been especially and like you and Caroline Caroline was exactly the same she was like I don't like talking to people and you were both have been amazing and, and such an inspiration to so many people out there because it's we are in a very strange uh, situation running our own businesses having families at home being in lockdown as well um, but taking that leap is a real is a real big I mean and the fact that you did it was such a young age um shows how much like you've got so, bucketfuls of confidence I think like how you've how you started your business and grew your business is like really inspirational and I'm sure lots of people will be taking lots of things that you've said tonight writing it down and um and looking back over it so thank you and, and well done and I'll pass you back to Zoe for um just to round up absolutely yeah thanks so much Letha um okay so just to tell everyone what's happening for the rest of the weekend. So we're nearly at the end. We're nearly at the end of Bookkeeper's Boot Camp, which I can't believe. I can't believe how amazing this week has been. Um, <clears throat> thanks so much amazing. everyone for being here late on a Saturday night as well. Really appreciate you taking the time to come and listen and join in and learn from Aletha. It's been a really interesting session. Um, <clears throat> tomorrow, we've got one session for you. So we're back tomorrow at eight o'clock to wrap up. It's like our wrap party. We have prizes though. We're going to be giving some prizes away tomorrow. So um, there is a prize for the person who is most engaged with the video sessions we've been recording over the last, well, six days, seven days. And we're going to be counting up who was there tomorrow. And we'll be announcing that someone will win a one-to-one -one strategy session. Um, there's also yes. a prize for somebody who signed up before midnight last night, Friday. So Friday night, um, there will be a draw. Someone else will be winning a strategy session from that. Maybe we'll have yep. like a secret prize we haven't announced yet. We'll, we'll let's mm. wait and see. And um, and also tomorrow, just so you know, if you lots of you have been signing up for the six month success program, if you are on the fence, tomorrow at midnight is the deadline. Uh, if you want to join our next intake, and we would really, I think it's really valuable to go through this with a group of people who have started at the same time as you, get to know them. We have a new members call on the first of April, although. A lot of people have signed up. We might be doing a yeah. second date for a new members call. So um, if you've signed up, we'll be in touch with you next week. I have been in touch with everybody. So um, we'll be we'll be in touch with you next week about the arrangements for that. But if you want to be a part of that, and I think you're here because you want to be a part of a community, you want to be a part of that and build on what you've been doing in the last week, join us on the Six Month Success Programme. The deadline is midnight tomorrow, Sunday night, to sign up, and we will get you on the new members call, and um, we would love to have you as part of our programme. So um, I'm sure someone will post the link in the comments right now for me with the link back to the to the course if you want to book it. Um, we'd love to see you there, uh, but we will leave you to have the rest of your Saturday evening, and we'll catch you at 8 o'clock tomorrow here in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. Thanks so much. Thank you, Aletha, for your time. It's been amazing speaking Thank you. to you. Thank Thank you. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast, the topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.